Thank you for tuning in to Poise No Regret, where we say it like we mean it, we mean it like we say it, and we agree to disagree and love. So today's topic of discussion is love languages. Yes, there is a thing called love languages. <laughs> hmm. Interesting, right? Love languages. The five love languages. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? Are you going to be teaching me how to say love in different languages? No. It's actually a way that we communicate, and there are five different ways, or the way that we receive and uh, give love. So how do we show it? And there are five primary ways, according to Pastor Gary Chapman, who created these uh, love languages many years ago. And I think he's still living. He's um in his 80s, a, a brilliant guy. So let's get to it with the five love languages. And we will talk about it a little bit. So the first love language is words of affirmation. Now, you can go to fivelovelanguages.com. And I'm not getting <laughs> paid to promote the love languages or anything like that. I just really enjoy the um, the thought. And the belief behind, wow, there are different ways that we actually do receive uh, or tend to um, receive and understand each other based on these primary um, languages. So here we are again. Number one, words of affirmation. So according to fivelovelanguages.com, this is the definition. Words of affirmation is using words to build up the other person. So an example would be, thanks for taking the garbage out. <laughs> what would not be an example would be it's about during time you took the garbage out the files <laughs> you know um the flies were going to carry it out for you if you didn't go ahead and take it out now you know finally so that's an example of what it would not be but what it would be is ways to build up your partner um a lot of times people receive um love by feeling like they're being built up, they're being affirmed, they are being encouraged. Um, you are telling them, hey, I appreciate what you did. Um, words of affirmation people are very much principal people. <laughs> so it's not necessarily just what you say, but it's what you say combined with what you mean by how you say it, you know, um, what the purpose was, the intent, the um, what is the reasoning behind what you're saying, and and it's usually really heartfelt. So it has a lot of meaning. Um, your words to people that um, their primary love language is words of affirmation. So you're letting them know that they're appreciated through saying stuff like "Hey, great job." or thank you, or I really appreciate what you did, or I think you're incredible, I like how you did so-and-so, or I noticed that you were so-and-so, so forth. You know, I noticed that you really put a lot of hard work or a lot of effort into that project. So um, not letting deeds go unnoticed Speaking up when you see something positive is really important to someone whose primary love language is words of affirmation. Number two is gifts. 
Now, according to 5lovelanguages.com, the definition is a gift says he was thinking about me. Look what he got for me. So <laughs> the gift is a physical representation of what the person feels internally. A gift is an expression, but it shows um, how the person feels in physical form. So um, if you are dating someone, fellas, who's a, a lady who's gift, <laughs> um, word of um, language, excuse me, whose love language is gifts, then you do not want to come home empty handed on Valentine's Day. You don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. And it doesn't have to be an extravagant gift. Gifts aren't always... I'm going to go buy a car or do this extreme gesture. No, it sometimes could be a letter of some sort that you handwrite. You know, it's a handwritten note. Um, it could be something as simple as bringing home a, a flower from the market. When you went to the grocery store, you picked up a, a nice um, inexpensive bouquet of flowers or something that you thought of. Now, there are some folks who have that ex extreme expensive taste now you have to know your partner but um most of the time it's not about the the cost associated with the gift it is that you have a physical actual tangible thing that is showing how you feel so that's number two and number three acts of service the third love language is acts of service. And according to the website and book, the definition is doing something for your spouse or significant other that you know they would like. So, for instance, cooking a meal, washing dishes, um, having somebody watch the kids, coming to the house when somebody's sick and bringing them, you know, soup or stopping by the store to get them some juice or um Opening the door in whatever other ways that your partner notices actually things that you do for them. Ladies, if you have a guy um, or girl who is into like um, or has a busy schedule, for instance, you are, you know, the ability maybe to organize the calendar for them. That would be an act of service. Doing something that helps the person by going out of your way making and, and it doesn't have to be again extreme it's just an act how can I show this person without giving them a gift without saying something what can I do action you know it's action oriented so if your love language is acts of service you probably um you're wanting people to to put the the money where their mouth is pretty much <laughs> okay so that's acts of service always doing something special for your partner your significant other now number four is quality time fifth or fourth love language excuse me um is quality time so the definition per the website or the book would be giving your spouse your undivided attention so some examples would be some people like just staying in the house, okay? <laughs> you know, Netflixing, uh, watching some nice movies on the Hallmark Channel. 
Don't judge me. I love Hallmark. You all know it's great during the winter season, okay? It's great. There's nothing wrong with staying in the house and watching a good Hallmark movie. Um, but no, um, taking the time to talk to someone on the phone, not just always shooting a text. Um, spending time at, at the park or going on a trip together, vaca- like setting aside quality time and quality time, not when you're in the house with somebody, you can't say to your partner, well, we were in the house the whole day or the whole weekend, but <laughs> quality time actually means that there has to be some purpose to the time spent. So when you're in the presence of your partner, are you asking, how was your day? Are you asking those deep questions? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Um, are you, what, God forbid anything happened. How how would you want me to handle it? How would you? You're showing your partner that there's an extreme interest in time spent, and and that could be with communication, um, or again, inside the house, outside. If you're going to do an activity, but doing it together without a lot of distractions, actually focusing on one another. And that's a that's an important one, a, a difficult one, though, because adulting is hard, right? You're always on the move or you're working. You have kids, you have friends, you have family. You're trying to focus on your health and your professional career, your, you know, your personal goals. It's just a lot that comes with adulting. Um, but you make time for what you want to make time for at the end of the day. So quality time to somebody whose love language is spending time with them is going to be that much more special when they know that you are busy 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 but yet you still carve out space for them in your life so that's number four number five and last but not least in the five love languages guess 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 what do you think number five is drum roll okay I'll give it to you physical touch (laughs) physical touch is the fifth and final love language so examples would be of course uh, sexual intercourse kissing hugging holding hands Um, some folks like head rubs I don't know what folks are into you know it's not my business but whatever you're into um (laughs) it's not just quality time it's actually physical touch like you literally have to be touching the person and some people are not as touchy-feely so you have to know your partner because if your love language is quality time but your partner's love language is is physical touch and you're not really touchy-feely, your partner may feel like, well, dag, does she or he want me? They're not really interested. And that may not be the case. It may just be because you receive your love a little bit differently. You have to adjust to your partner. You have to figure each other's language out and be willing to commit to that language so that the person can um feel appreciated or feel like they can actually um relate you know relate to you or they're being related to also um and, and it takes two so one person can't always be the the one that's 
you know, providing the acts of service day in and day out when their love language is physical touch and they're not getting any of the physical reciprocated, you can easily just feel your well running dry. <laughs> so you have to, it has to be a commitment on both parties to exchange your love languages. Um, I think, I think they're interesting. It's not that we all just have one either. You know, we, some of us have two or more um, dominant ones. I definitely know my first dominant would be words of affirmation. Um, but then I think acts of service, it would be a, a close second for me. So it, you really have to know yourself um, and know that some people, because they're not communicating the way that you receive it, doesn't mean that they're not trying to communicate it. Do you see what I'm saying? So we receive based on our perception, based on our experience, but... With relationships, you have to be open-minded and open to knowing um, and accepting that that person, that person that you chose to be in your life is not you. So you have to, it's this delicate dance, but it can be really fun. I think when you talk about it with your partner, hey, there is a, a quiz actually on the 5 com website that you can take. Um there's even a, a quiz that you can take on your primary um, apology language. <laughs> so that is a really interesting one. You have to take the test and um, look at the results and see if they resonate with you. But it's a good start to take the, the language quiz. What is your language? Both partners to take it and sit down with your results and discuss it. Um, tell your partner, this is how I show my love. Um and this is how I receive appreciation or love and vice versa. How do you receive love? How do you feel like you communicate it? And I think it's a good thing if you're any couples listening or if you're in a relationship. Try it out. Take the quiz. Talk to your partner and set a, a time frame, like a, a one-week period maybe. Like start, start in a shorter time frame, something that's achievable and be intentional about showing your partner love in their language. I think that it would be a great experience for you, um, especially if you at the end of the week get together, talk about, hey, what was my highlight or what did I feel like I could learn from? Or what was really the most meaningful thing? And what would be um, something that I would want more of? So, and, and something that I don't see as often. And is it because maybe your language is a little bit different than mine? Talk about it. So, take a week. Talk to your partner. Take the test. Show out. Do your best. <laughs> um, you know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. If you're listening to this now, if you're listening to it later on in the year, then hey, every day's Valentine's Day. You should always love yourself and others, but it's important to know um, what your language is. And when you're in a relationship, that is one of the things that, um, and it, it really comes down to communication, but that's one of the things that before you get married, if you are planning on um, getting married or just being in a long-term committed relationship, you need to know how 
both of you receive um, and how you communicate. Because those arguments and those issues that come up oftentimes are because you simply just don't feel heard. And the reason why you don't feel heard is because you have a different perspective in the way that you do things and your experience has been shaped differently. So the two people, you know, you have to blend, you have to meet in the middle. And sometimes meeting in the middle means this time partner A has to give a little bit more. (laughs) Um, They have to compromise this time. But then next time partner B might have to take on that responsibility. So we'll talk about that some more later on. But without digging into a deep rabbit hole there because I could go on and on for days and weeks about this and communication and relationships but tell me what you think what is your love language if you have a partner go try it out and if not you still need to know it because it's just important for relationships outside of romantic ones you know how do you communicate so there it is again fivelovelanguages.com You can go and learn more information. I believe there is a book um, about the love languages, and I hope you find it interesting and informative, and I look forward to talking to you all very soon. All right. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week.